Oh, yeah, you bet. You ready to change hey. the history and the future? Hey, you want to hear something? Of guitar podcasting forever? You want to hear something? I do. Hi, I'm Ryan, and you're watching 60 Cycle Hum. And in this video... <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything is going to be different. Everything? From this point forward. Hi, I'm Ryan. And I'm Steve, and this is 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar, buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. My hair's kind of weird. We're going to change the format of the show. We're going to tweak the format We're going to, it's a dramatic change. Huge change. We're not talking about guitars today. <laughs> so, Ryan. It's going to be about consumer electronics. You turn down. <laughs> oh, is that you? I thought it was turning me down. There we yeah. go. Uh, in this episode, we're just going to talk about cars. We're <laughs> no, the ca no. We're car talk now. Here's what we're going to do, guys. Oh, what cash if, prizes? What if you did a? We're going to pay you guys money to send us ads. You're and just getting right to it. We're getting right to it. No joking around. No this joking episode. around. We're still going to do three ads an episode. And at the end of each episode, we're gonna we're gonna argue and figure out which one is our favorite. And we're gonna send that person a gift card via email to Sweetwater, Amazon, Toman, any like any retailer that'll allow us to put in your email address and send you twenty dollars. That's what we're gonna do. And if it works out, we're gonna do it all year long. Do it for fifty ish episodes 50-ish episodes confirmed <laughs> if it works out if it's a complete disaster then we'll reevaluate but my hope uh our hope for this year is to get into the core basics of what this podcast started out as as like a podcast that sits and looks at trash yeah. on you know the crap of craigslist the craziest of craigslist the most extreme of ebay the ridiculous of reverb the ridiculous of reverb the ostentatious uh, of offer up the gratuitous of gear exchange did you not repeat me because you can't say ostentatious ostentatious oh damn it you thought i couldn't say ostentatious? i don't know you were echoing everything else i was saying except for i wasn't echoing I was saying other things. I wasn't echoing. Roll back Steve. the tape. <laughs> oh, I was wrong. Damn it. Are you guys pumped? Are you excited? You could win $20 of retail bucks that you could spend wherever you can spend it in your country. And if you live somewhere, we'll, we'll ask you in the email if you win. Like, hey, where do you live? Yeah. Which retailer do you prefer? And we'll look into it. So I think the really the only... Uh, well, I don't want to say the only rule, but the main rule is you got to submit it through email 60 cycle humcast at gmail.com. This is going to allow us to track it. Yes. Uh, it's going to make saying, the interaction really easy. Yeah. And I'm not saying don't post it on the Facebook group. Absolutely. Do both. Post, Do both. post in the Facebook group. But if you can send us a screen grab or multiple screen grabs of the ad to the email, it's going to make us all make it a lot easier for us to manage it. It also means if you send screen grabs, that we can archive it. So if we don't say we get 10 ads sent in one week, we might eventually put your ad in. Right. But if you send a link and that link expires before we get to it, then we can't use it. Certain certain places like Reverb, if you get a link for a Reverb listing, 
uh, it's still, you can still see right. the details, right. but some places like Facebook marketplace and, uh, Craigslist and Craigslist, uh, what is it? Kiji or whatever. Oh, kid, kid. Kijihi, right? Kijiji? Those those, uh, those those links just expire when right. they're done. You can't see this, the details anymore. So if you have something like that going on, send us screen grabs if you can, because we don't want. If your ad's really cool, we don't want to lose it, you know. And you know, obviously, we're gonna do triage on everything that gets sent to us and select what we think will work on the show, and then pick from those yeah. things. Yeah, we're gonna pick. End. We're gonna pick our favorites, and then we're gonna fight over what. Are, we're, you know, it, I think it's actually really fun because usually when we pick these ads, we we get more than enough ads every week. We pick our favorites. But I think it is like, it's fun to, to say like, for example, we have had ads where we, in our head, I'm like, I really want to talk about this one. And then you get to them like, I had one good joke and right. that was the only joke, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, so I think it's a lot of fun to like be like, was this really as funny as I thought it was? Did you think it was, you know, and, and talk about that. But also like I going back to, you know, all those descriptives of all the different places you could find the, these ads. Mm-hmm. I want this year, this podcast, this YouTube show, wherever you watch or listen it, listen to it. I want us to become the place where all the craziest guitar listings on the internet end up. Like if there's something crazy going on, I want us to know about it. And I think this prize offering, this get, you know, this award, this giveaway, whatever it is that we can call it, I think that's going to motivate people to be like, hey, this is crazy. I've got to be the first one to send it to 60 Cycle Hum. So that's the goal. Crazy KSL for you Utahns. Sure. Wherever you're finding them, if you're like, if you're, if you're getting like the penny saver still, and there's a print ad in there for something crazy, <laughs> take a picture of it with a Polaroid and mail it to us. You know, with a Polaroid. <laughs> take a Polaroid picture of a printed ad in your local penny if saver. If they mail it to us though, then we won't have their email to contact them. We'll, back. we'll, we'll physically mail them twenty dollars. <laughs> I, we won't do that. We won't do that. <laughs> you're gonna. What's gonna happen with that is you're gonna have somebody do it, and they're gonna do it where it's a it's a um, in it's like a flipped mail. So I, I don't know if this is still the case, but for a long time, it's way cheaper for Canadians to ship things to the United States than it is for the United States to ship things to Canada. Mm, right. So you're gonna have someone like sending stuff from one of those situations where it's like, here's your twenty dollars, and it's gonna cost us twenty dollars to ship it. <laughs> All right. I mean, if, if if you live in a place where you can't, there's no retailer that'll work for getting you a gift card, we'll PayPal you or something. We'll, we'll Venmo you. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll 90, like give you, we'll like buy you a shirt or something. 99%. I'll buy you a gift card to like, like a local fast food place. Yeah. 99% of people are going to be able to buy from Sweetwater. Like you said, Toman. Yeah. And, and Amazon. I'm thinking like, I mean, if this goes well, there might be like company sponsors that want to get in on the action and like want to provide prizes and stuff like that. So, but there might not, there might not be, but if you're watching and you represent a company and you want to get in on the action and use this as a way to promote your brand and earn gratitude from an excited audience, this might be a fun way to do that too. So just think about that. All right, let's get into this first ad. This is from Mark DeBrun. Yeah, it says, um, Blackstar Studio 10 EL34, Blackstar Artisan 10 AE, Fender V, Ophelin Offer Zenden, 
Beskurvaging Fear Berserkers Tui Mogan Weg Ikeb Zelf Gein Volkur and Kanyet Kiazin J Blackstar Studio 10 EL34 Alls Nule Zalig Lampen Versturker and Ankle Ein Klein Cross Optical. You wouldn't read all this if it was in English. Benjamin and John. Okay, let's read. Mark. Let's read what Mark says. It Bla- says in English. Black Star Studio Ten EL Thirty Four. One year old with foot st- switch. Four hundred euro. Artisan Black Star Artisan Ten AE as new with foot switch. Four hundred euro. Fender Vaporizer. Quote ideal for surf with foot switch. Uh, Three hundred thirty euro. Hold on. Um, oh, it retro. Calls it a retro Ampenversturker, ideal for surf. So ah. I, we would have understood that. Re- yeah. Retro style amp. I'm sorry I interrupted God. your Dutch. Uh, and then an, an Ibanez TSA 5 TVR built into screamer with foot switch, 275 euros. But the important part here is that Mark says the seller says he wants to sell two of his four amps, but he can't decide which. So he's put them all up for sale and letting the buyers decide for him the four amps are. So which two would you buy or which two should he keep? And more generally, should we all prune our collections like this by letting the buyers decide? Maybe Ryan should do that to make space in his garage. (laughs) So I've heard people say like, oh, will you ever just like, if you ever want to sell this, let me know kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that Ibanez, I haven't, I didn't, I don't know if, you know, I do vaguely remember that model of the Ibanez. No, I don't, I don't. It's classy it looks looking really, it looks with, really good. with like the Danish modern legs on there and stuff. It's, it's, that's furniture right there. I'm, see, I'm just going to flat out say it like. Maybe I'm not familiar with those black star amps, but the the other two are the ones I would keep, meaning that they are the, also the ones I would try to buy from this guy. Right? No, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Which means he would 100%. end up with the black stars if I if I bought from him. Yeah, the tube screamer. It's probably the dirtiest of them all, but I think it can be cleaned up. And I think once it's cleaned up, you're not gonna really notice like the Nixon scrapes as much. Um, the vaporizer looks great. I th- do you think that this is a good way to sell like excess collection? Be like, whichever ones you want, I'll keep what's left. You're going to, you're by default, you're going to be left with the two least desirable ones. And maybe he doesn't care. Maybe that's part of the point. Like he doesn't care about these four amps. He's, he's ready to sell them all, but well, people are going to buy the first two most desirable ones. Yeah. And maybe those black stars are more desirable to more people, but you know, like, you know, my style, the other two are what I'm going to go yeah, for. Yeah, I think the black star vapor or the black star artisan uh, is the better looking of the two. You think it's better looking? The brown one? Yeah. Oh, the two. Of yeah. the two black stars. Like, no, okay. If okay, I okay, had okay. to pick one of the black stars, I would pick that one. Well, I'd have to take a look at the control panels on those and figure out what's going on with their specs and stuff like that. With the other two, I'd buy them just purely on aesthetics. <laughs> Well, I think the Ibanez is the one that's like the most complicated of any of these amps. Well, because it has a built-in two screamer sort of thing. Yeah, so it's got way more knobs. I bet I also I already owned not that exact one, but an Ibanez amp that has a built-in two screamer. I know what I'm getting into there, so right. maybe I wouldn't buy it again. Maybe I'd go with one of the Black Stars just to have variety. You wouldn't you wouldn't buy it just to have uh 
uh, have that in your living room? I mean, it is cool looking furniture. <laughs> it is classy looking. We have a lot of Danish modern style stuff around the house, so that would fit. And then the vaporizer. I I know what he's talking about with like ideal for surf because it does that fully saturated reverb mm. thing. It's a very interesting amp from Fender, those vaporizers. I'm actually surprised I've never owned one. Was the vaporizer the one that had like a bypass switch that just basically turned yeah. all the knobs to 10? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it was the vaporizer, the Excelsior, the Greta... The Greta was like the little, the little like, like the clock. Yeah, and then there wasn't there. I thought there was a fourth. But there I was a fourth. I can't see. remember the specifics of it. Fender vaporizer. But the vaporizer was the one. I think the foot switch just like defaulted it to everything on ten, just everything up. But I can't, I can't in my mind think of what the other one was. I feel like it was another colorful one. So there was called the Pawn Shop series. Right. Excelsior, Greta, Vaporizer. Maybe that was it. The Rampart. Rampart. That's right. What was uh, the, what was unique about the Rampart? I don't know. I remember it had like the, the contrasting uh Tolex on it. Yeah. It's a oh, ni- yeah. It's a nine watt one by twelve that looks like an old radio, like not in the same way the Greta, but like a console radio. Right. Uh, class A. I should have bought one of the Excelsiors is really what I should have got. It actually has an overdrive channel, which I don't know if the other ones do. Uh, Fender should do amp lines like that again. I mean, they're, they're moving everything to, uh, you know, the, the modeling. What do they call that line? Tone master. Tone master stuff now. So they're not going to move back towards, uh, small, unique tube amps anymore. For, for a dedicated line. Well, not at the time being. They want to keep making every single amp they ever made. Well, well maybe I'll get a Tone Master Excelsior. <laughs> the Vaporizer was a 2 by 2 Oh, it's a, it was a, yeah, it was a, a 2 by 10, two by ten. Yeah. They are Another reason it, why I should have gotten it, because I love 10-inch speakers. They are calling it a 2-channel. Um, But like I said, I thought the second channel was just like crank. Maybe. Uh, so what do you think, Steve, out of this ad, are, are you voting the same as me or would you pick up one of those black stars? I'm on the fence. Cause I just don't know. I feel like the black star is a little more practical probably than the Ibanez. Um, I think I would go with the artisan 10. I like, okay. I like that Brown Tolex. I think it would look, re- look real good in my garage. I mean, it is technically, technically the Black Stars have a higher price. Yeah. yeah. They're four, 400 euros each. The Vaporizer is 330 mm-hmm. and the Ibanez is 275 So technically there is a better value there for the money. For the money. Is it a better value? You know, you're paying more. Is it more value? More. I don't know. No. You're paying, they're worth more. So if you sell them later, you get more. <laughs> it's an interesting way to try to sell stuff though i'm not sure i support it i mean the i'm va- not sure i would do that myself the vaporizer i could see eventually someday being like one of those like if i sold all my class, stuff like a new like a modern classic sort of amp but right I, I think like if i did know, this I if i did this with guitars mm-hmm. that i have laying around it's like whichever ones don't sell are the ones i'm going to keep i'd be left with a bunch of guitars that i probably wouldn't like Right. Because people would buy the guitars that I do like. Well, I think you have to like, 
I mean, for what it's worth, you've kind of done this a little. I don't, you've mentioned this recently on the show, I think, mm-hmm. that you've given guitars to like family members. Yeah, yeah, stuff. but that's and giving. You, Right, but I'm saying like you've functionally done the same thing with some of those because you've basically presented them like, hey, here's five guitars I'm, right. I want to sell. Pick one. Yeah. So it's like, so you could do the same thing and be like, well, here's five guitars like I'm on the fence about. If I sell, if they sell, they sell. If they don't sell, I, you know, I'm not going to be broken up about it either. Like that's that that's the space to do this where sure. you go like, okay, I, I'm looking, I don't want to pick anything out of here, but... Uh, yeah, I do. Like maybe you have like four Ertz and you're like, I have too many Ertz. Right. They're, it's E-R, right? Ertz. 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 It's pronounced Ertz. Is it? No, I don't know. I like saying Ertz. Is it Ert? Welcome to Ert. There's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a callback to a meme from years past. Uh, but basically it's like, well, I have too many of them. I like them, but like, I don't really need them all, you know? Right. Uh or uh, the more different, the more different, because they were all like all strats. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, I only really need one more strat I can sell. I ended up giving you know, both I know of those you, away. Oh, you gave both of them away. I knew you gave one of them away. I might end up getting one of the headless ones, which is why I felt Ooh. free to do that. But, you know, so that's my general thought is like, if you just want, if you have several similar guitars and you only really want one or two, and you don't really care which But in one. those cases, it was like, pick the one you want because I'm going to just sell whatever's left. You know? <laughs> no, I wasn't I being, I was in those, in those scenarios, I'm not being st- stuck with anything. It's a little different. Yeah, yeah. But. It's, so it's an interesting concept. Yeah. That's for sure. What do we want to do now, Steve? You could do, you could probably do a lot easier with like fuzz pedals or like dry Yeah. Pedals. Here's four, here's four. You know, tube screamers. I only really need one, so I'm just gonna keep all four of them listed until three are sold. You want to do housekeeping? I do want to do housekeeping. Let's do housekeeping. Oh, uh, and I, I want to say this twenty dollar thing. This give it this uh, you know budgeting to mm-hmm. give people gift cards when they win the prize of having the best ad of of the episode. That's coming out of the Patreon. So if you want to support our efforts here, join us on Patreon. Support. The show, any dollar amount helps. One dollar all the way up to $20,000. Everything past $20,000 doesn't help anymore. We'll develop <laughs> a cocaine addiction. It will get nasty. It will get dirty. So please don't pledge to $20,001. <laughs> um, I realized potentially the reason that we're in this situation with a very, very long list of new patrons. It's been a month because it's been a month since, since we, we recorded. recorded. Yeah. Uh, so, but joining us at the $5 level, Philip Lauer, I Becky, David Rustad, John Alzadek, and M Gomez. How many is that? Was that uh, one, two, three, four, five. That's $5 a month towards us sending out $20 a month. Yeah. No, no, because we're going to be sending out $80 a month. We're $5 of the way there. Because <laughs> we're gonna do twenty dollars every episode, and there's four episodes a month. Yeah, that's five people at five dollars. Oh, that's five so people that's at five dollars. I thought it was five people at one dollar. Okay, yeah. don't the, listen to me. I don't know the numbers. At the one dollar level, we have Dean Strick, Dustin Fillmore, Justin, uh, David Lane. Did I say Dustin Fillmore? I think I did. I'll let you do and the math. Christopher Dorgan. So all in all, this is about uh, this is like thirty five dollars towards that. Perfect. Plus, you know, other folks on there. Um, 
yeah, join us over there. I fixed uh, the Teespring this week, so the the Patreon discount on the Teespring uh, should be working again. I I hadn't I hadn't checked on the Teespring for a long time, Don't and give all their, away the secret of what I did to fix it. All their prices changed, and so. It, they they automatically adjusted our prices and there wasn't enough profit margin left on the shirts to give the uh, Patreons a discount. Hey, you want to hear something really stupid? Yeah. Right now on the Teespring, right now as we record, hopefully I fix it, it's running banner ads with the inner circle discount codes. <laughs> what? So, like, literally every... So anyone- Anybody can get a $5 discount on the Teespring right now. I hope you fix that, Steve. <laughs> it's running banner ads? Yeah. Oh my God. Someone had to set it up that way. <laughs> I probably clicked Somebody something that, that made that happen. me. <laughs> um, but basically. <laughs> the but, Teespring has never been a money-making thing. It's always no, been like, no. if you want to have a 60-cycle hum shirt, there's an option. And you know, on, even on the, our best days, it was like there was like a 3 or $4 profit on shirts. So yeah. you know, <laughs> go, um, go, go, go get shirts if you want it, guys. So, yeah, I, I, I fixed it. So the, the codes should actually work now uh, in both the U.S. and Europe. I should have put um, you in charge of the Teespring all along. What was I thinking? We, what we need is we need a we need a resource. Actually, we can do it now um, with uh, since Google Drive. We since we're buying Google Drive, basically we mm-hmm. own we, we own, own we Google own Google Drive. Yeah, we bought not it. Google, just Google Drive. Yeah, we bought it from Google. <laughs> we bought all of Google Drive. We own everyone's Google Drive now. We can see all your documents, yeah. and it is wild. I've only worked my way through like the first 200 people in the A section, but man. I've been deep diving in all y'all's tax folders and it is... Uh, Yeah, I'm selling everyone's information. I I look through it and like, oh, that's interesting, and then I just sell it. Um, No, I was saying we we could have a... uh, Man, maybe you already have this somewhere, but like a... um, they call it like a resource folder. They like they'll call it a resource folder at my at my job. Okay, it's all the graphics associated that like I might potentially ever want for my job, like my company's logo and a bunch ah. of different formats. If you create a graphic for a video, you can also take that graphic and put it in a resource. And then if somebody says, "Oh, editing Ryan on a shirt would be really cool," I could just go and grab that out of the resource pack. Yeah, I always make tweaks though. I'll just, I'll do the art. I'll send you, I'll do the art. I'll send you the art. And like, Steve, you set up the the listing. Ryan is always tweaking. (laughs) Tweaking the art. You know, more like twerking the art. I'm always working and twerking. All right. That's what they say about me. So yeah, yeah, support us on Patreon if you want to. If you don't want to, that's fine too. You can always just enjoy this program for free. The link's in the description. Uh, This episode's also brought to you by Chase Bliss Audio. Look at that little fancy hand thing Steve did. They make this Dark World pedal. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the Dark World. Uh, I've been thinking about trying it in Dinosaur Ghost. I need to make room on my board to do it, but it gets you that spooky, shifty, like freaky sort of sound the way I like to keep it set up. It ramps in between a high and a low octave shimmer reverb. That It's like the most unique shimmer reverb that I've ever played because it doesn't respond like a usual like shimmer reverb. It like grabs samples and then like swells it in and like it's like almost like a delay, mm. but it is a reverb trail that's delay. It's weird. It, I don't know how to describe it. It's totally different. Go watch demos. This episode is also brought to you by 
String Joy. I got a package of stuff from them a while back. Guess what's in here, Steve? Uh, strings? Strings, and they're coated. I haven't tried them on anything yet, but I'm looking forward to trying them. I got the 10 and a half to 50 gauge set of coated strings from check String something. Joy. Oh, these strings are still crafted in Nashville, Tennessee and played on stages worldwide. Fancy uh, if you want to check out String Joy, hit up the link down in the description and go check them out. Mm-hmm. What's new, Ryan? What is new? I've been digging a hole in my backyard. <laughs> this has nothing to do with guitar stuff. But when we moved into the house, there was this little water feature in the backyard that had some plants and some goldfish in it and stuff like that. And uh, uh, years went by and the raccoons and the birds came and tore it all up. And it was like, I read that if you make this deeper, then the raccoons won't mess with it. And so I, I re-dug it years back and it kept the raccoons away for years. And then finally the raccoons figured out that I left a shallow part in the middle to put mm. plants on. And so once they cracked that code, the raccoons have been coming back like crazy and just, just decimating the plants. And so Lauren and I, my wife, my wife, and I decided <laughs> we don't, our kids don't really use the yard that much. They're not like run around, kick a ball kids. Right. They're like jump on the trampoline, swing on a swing kids. Mm -hmm. They don't need the entire grass yard anymore. We decided to go crazy and dig the pond to be like, I say pond. It was a water feature before. It's a proper pond now. I'll say. If, if you had to guess gallon wise, Steve, what's the difference between a, where's the line in between a water feature and a pond? Where would you put it? Gallon wise. So, I don't, let's say, I, let's I don't, say like a hundred, a hundred gallons. That's like no, two bathtubs. I have no estimate of like the gallon size of a pond. <laughs> I'm the one who knows these numbers because I'm the one who's been thinking about I it. I feel like if I look at it and I think I can jump across it, it might not be a pond. The only reason, oh, you mean if you can't jump across it? Oh, if you think you can jump across it, it's not a pond. Yeah. You think? You, did you take a look? I only looked through the window. Okay. So the only I, reason you would be able to jump across it is because, because of, there's an island. There's a little island in the middle. But if you tried to jump across the part where there's not an island, there's no way. Okay. No way. All right. Right. And it's probably about 2,500 gallons. How far across do you think it is? I mean, at its I'm wide, sure you measured at it. At its widest point, 14 feet. Wow. Okay, so that's a... Uh, it's like 14 feet by like 17 feet or something like and that. And I think like the longest standing broad jump by an NFL player is like 13 feet. So the, some They'd of the, be getting wet. Some of the world's greatest athletes would not be able to... They'd be getting wet. ...jump across this pond. And the, the goal was to make it deeper. We made it deeper. I'm telling you, that jackhammer that I got to to resupport the the, yeah. the wall down there, it was a great investment. Is that how you, like, dug, basically yeah. dug it out or broke up all the dirt? Last time I dug it out, I was just digging it to be deeper. And, oh, my gosh, I broke my back trying to dig into That's that. That's cheating, man. Digging holes builds character. <laughs> I watched a whole movie about this. <laughs> It was no, holes. I got this little demolition jackhammer. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It still took us three days to dig this thing out, but we crushed it. We absolutely crushed it. Like all New Year's weeks, Lauren and I were back there just digging this thing out, getting muddy, racing the rain that's hitting us now. See, my, my, this is okay. This is my thought backing up a little bit is like, I feel like if it's not big enough to be called a swimming pool, then it's it not is, a pond. Then it's probably not a pond. I feel, I look at, Google it right now. Oh my God. Okay. 
What is the definition of a pond? Let's find out. Siri, tell me what a pond is, please. It's not going to say a size. A body of water smaller than a lake, sometimes <laughs> artificially formed as and as by damming a stream. Those are all going to be large, though. It's smaller than a lake, Steve. Do you agree or disagree that it's smaller than a lake? You're, but so well, I'll put up a picture of its current progress and the audience can decide. Is it a pond or is it a water feature? Wouldn't your previous water feature also be a pond by that definition? It, your previous water feature was smaller than a lake. This is a pond. <laughs> okay, here's, if I wanted to, I could stock trout in my pond. And it would work, I think. I mean, you could have stocked trout. In your yeah, but they pretty... wouldn't be able to. They'd be, they'd be able. They'd they'd swim for two feet, have to turn. Now they could go infinite, around and around and around. I've been trying to sell Lauren on. But oh, trout here we go. On Young it. people's <laughs> trust for the environment. What is a pond? A pond is a small area of still fresh water. It's different from a river or a stream because it does not have moving water. It differs from a lake because it has a small area and is no more than around 1.8 meters deep. Are you more than six feet deep, right? No. Mm. So that could still be a pond. It's about three feet deep. Okay. Welcome to the welcome to 60 Cycle Home, the pond podcast. <laughs> Let's do another ad. What was the, what the Hold next? On, I've almost solved it. This site tells you shape and dig in making a pond. <sighs> Now you're just going to look up instructions on how to make a pond. I, that's exactly okay, right. Let's, let's move on. Let's do guitar stuff. Oh, did you have anything new, Steve? Uh, I got all of the stuff from String Swing. So I, hopefully we'll, in the next two, by the end of the month, that's okay. my goal all to right. make my String Swing. You said swing that better. a month ago. Yeah, I didn't get to it on break. <laughs> I was too busy doing things that you do on break. Though. Yeah. No, I feel that. I barely worked. The past two weeks. Yeah. So barely did anything and it felt amazing. I I got my garage at least reorganized enough that I can access a portion of my workbench without effort. Which is that's pretty good. Pretty pretty I'm good. not at that place right now. <laughs> I have to step around things and over things to get to my workbench. <laughs> it's on the other side of this wall. It's ah. a, we're in a garage right now. This isn't any sort of fancy we're studio. In a, we're in an office. We're, this is brought to you by CBS. <laughs> <laughs> so this ad was sent to us by Michael Cross. I always thought it was Michael Krauss, or is that a different person? It's the same person. I do not know what's going on there. I looked at the email is Mike Krauss. Who the hell is Mike Krauss? I only know a Michael Krauss. But then the name on the email says it's Michael Cross. I'm very confused. Who have we been talking about this entire time? I feel lied to. But anyways, he might win $20. This is a Martin guitar. I kind of like that we're, we're starting out this program with two episodes of ads where people didn't know that we would potentially be That's sending them fun. money. I think it's fun. It's, it's, it's a fun way to start that rewards our, our longtime regular contributors. Martin & Co. Acoustic Guitar. Free guitar in rough shape. Found this way. Looks like it was smashed and someone filled the cracks with glue. Going in the dumpster if no one wants it. Pick up in Danvers. Someone w The guitar was smashed and so is the person who smashed the guitar. They is that even smashed. glue? It looks like spray foam. It looks like Gorilla Glue. 
which is a glue that foams up. It looks like a gorilla jizzed all over it. Gorilla jizz. That should be one of their products. That should be gross. It okay. Would, hold on. Would gorilla jizz? Would that? Uh, would that be more or less adhesive than normal? It's a lubricant. Glue? It's a lubricant. It's a lubricant. Jizz is not a lubricant, man. I don't know what kind of sex <laughs> you've been having. Gorilla style. <laughs> Aren't gorillas like kind of rampy? okay? It's an abrasive, then it's, it's for wet sanding. <laughs> All right, uh, make your make your own gorilla jokes in the comments. So the the body only has glue on one side, which is in, actually interesting. Are you a serious corporate entity looking to sponsor a guitar podcast? I'm sorry, we we just made that impossible. Didn't Maybe we? Gorilla Glue wants to sponsor. <laughs> Maybe they want to hire us for product development. Um, so we got one side of this body, got some serious cracks on it, got lots of this. Like I said, I think it's Gorilla Glue. It looks it looks uh, so thick and foamy, though. Yeah, which have you ever used Gorilla Glue? You I guess I haven't. Have. Gorilla Glue is a foaming glue. Oh, is it? Yeah. I guess I've never so used it. So actually, Gorilla Glue is considered, like, people, people will say, oh, headstock? Like, oh, just put some Gorilla Glue in there and clamp it. But you actually can't use Gorilla Glue because it expands. Because it'll foam. Right. It foams up. It, it's an expanding glue. As it dries, it, it expands out. I'm going to say right off the bat with this ad, this guitar is free, and it looks like it still functions. So, yeah, go grab it. Yeah, I don't exactly understand why there's glue on the neck joint. That's a, a, like, That's like a yellow flag to me at this point. The body itself, I mean, like, for the cost of zero dollars, this has like green flags all over it. The only thing that's making me thinking, making me think maybe I absolutely cannot recover this guitar is the glue in the, in the heel, right. the neck joint. Uh, because everything else in here, I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to get some like worst case scenario, 120 grit. And I'm going to sand that glue down and I'm going to go back over with some, 400 and then gets get me some of that min wax some of that good good i you know i would knock down the bumps and then like just leave it and be like here's a campfire guitar yeah you know uh or worst case scenario if it's just completely non-playable because the neck has been reset with gorilla jizz or whatever uh you get to smash an acoustic guitar it's already tenderized you get to finish the job for free that's free entertainment. Gather the family around. Gather around, kids. Watch Daddy smash a guitar. That's free firewood. Go get it. It's got no, t- it's free tuners. Take the tuners off and smash it, the rest. I think even if the neck was in like real rough shape, you, I think it's playable. You could take this to a competent. Like you'd have to go to someone very skilled, but like right. if you went to like a like, I bet if you took this down to Pitbull said, Sean, save this Martin. I got it for free. He'd be like, yeah, it's probably going to cost you like three, $400 because he's going to have to do a neck reset, but I'm pretty sure he could do it. Right. And he's going to do a damn good job of it. Yeah, he could clean this up. My question right now, Steve, and we don't have any, uh, you know, model numbers. We don't have a view of the internal tag or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think this is was worth anything in clean condition and ungorilled condition? Um or do you think this is a cheapie? 
Well, here's the thing, Ryan. The thing that you may or may not remember about me is that I'm a Martin guitars expert. I happen to know for a fact that this is a Martin D28 that's worth $2,500. No, I don't know. I'm just pulling shit out of my butt. <laughs> Which Gibson pickups yeah, does it have in it, Steve? Uh, well, actually, Ryan, it has the uh, Phantom no, P100. This look, this could, it, this very well could be some sort of amazing Martin that everyone knows the model ni- n- number of and knows how much it's worth. Or it could just be, you know, one of those $300 Guitar Center specials. You know, I have no way of knowing. It's really, it's, I mean, honestly... Like, and I, I don't say this like jokingly, what this looks like is somebody had this guitar, they, I don't know, they like fell, they, they didn't fall on it. Like The top is kind of in rough condition too. Like, it looks like this thing has been abused. It, the top looks like it just got played a ton. I think someone did try to smash it and they were smashing it on its side onto this, like, like, something protruding and it just smashed in that whole side, you know, but it's like, they only really put, they put some cracks in the side and they put one good hole in it. Or maybe it was like a kicking fit. sort It kind of looks like someone kicked the side in a bunch. There's like two very clear long cracks in this. Yeah. There's maybe three small cracks on the upper shoulder uh, and maybe one other crack on the lower part of the shoulder or on the lower bout. Um, again, I don't know, really understand why there's glue on the neck because it doesn't, if it's separating, you know. It might have just, they just sprayed this glue everywhere and it just ended up in the cracks, you know. No, I think I think they tried to, I think it's. Make your jokes in the comment section. <laughs> Is that what was that the joke? They were just spraying it. They got just, it. Yeah. They were just getting they were just putting it all over the walls. Right. You know, from the windows to the walls. Yeah. Till the glue gets on uh, your Martin. <laughs> <laughs> For free, now I do said, the, now do the next part, Ryan. For free, I say bye bye bye. Go get it. Yeah, absolutely. And then you know you, you get to decide. Choose your own adventure after you get it. Is it worth saving? Is it uh, is it playable? Does it sound all right? If it's structurally fine, I bet it's it sounds pretty. It sounds pretty close to the way it did mm. in stock condition. Is my bet. If it's structurally fine, I bet it still sounds like an acoustic if, guitar. Even if it's not structurally fine. It's probably, if it's playable, again, no other Martin will sound like this Martin. You'll have the most unique sounding Martin Mm. in the world. You know, you know, who's got a a Martin with some holes in it. Apparently it sounds just fine. Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson would play this guitar. Does Willie Nelson play a Martin? I don't know. Willie Nelson should get a Gorilla Glue sponsorship. And And fix fix, his guitar. Fix his trigger, right? Yeah. He should fix trigger with Gorilla Glue. Yeah. Come on, Willie, get on it. <laughs> that would be an amazing ad campaign for some sort of co- some sort of clue company, some sort of like fixing company, like taking all these priceless like objects from popular culture and f- like putting the arms back on the statue. Oh my god! You know, <laughs> but like patching up the whole like is a commercial for Bondo, like Willie Nelson just Bondo wing trigger. <laughs> Have the arms fallen off your Venus de Milo? Try JB Weld. I want to see. I want to see the the ramen noodles guy patch up Willie Nelson's guitar. You know the guy who shoves yeah, ramen yeah, noodles yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff, and then resins over it and paints it. I want to see that video. Um, 
<laughs> I was going to say, what what is the, is it Flex Seal? What's the... Right, right. Is that the... It's like the black like you tank. slap it on. The like, guys, the tank yeah. is like... All this water's coming out. He's like, watch this. It's not Billy Mays, but it might as well be, yeah, right? Who is, who's that guy? It's Vince Offer. It's not Vince Offer. I don't know who it is. Vince it, Offer is the chap, slap chop guy. Right, right, right. You're going to love his nuts. Yeah. Oh, this is a blue episode. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let's open some mail. Oh, shoot. That was the other thing I was supposed to be part of what's new. Was mail. So we don't have the uh, the stickers cyclone anymore. So if there's stickers in here, we'll have to put them somewhere else. Well, I don't. Who's this from? Did I don't have say? a plan yet. Uh, the the thing says RMA. They are from Phoenix, Arizona. If you guys want to send us literally anything that is legal and uh, safe, and uh, you know, within the realm of human decency, like feel free. There is the address right there above us. Oh. Mail us stuff to our UPS box, and we will open it on the show, whatever it happens to be. Please don't send us anything that will hurt us. I would appreciate it. <laughs> what do we have here? Oh, it's a CD. Oh, big for his age. Oh, that's uh It looks like a Christmas album. It's got Merry Christmas, Christmas to my family. It's Rexomatic. Ah, Santa song. Yeah. Twisted and turned. It's, it's like a little EP. That's awesome. It's got a Rickenbacker on the back. Happy holidays, guys. We got the I we got it in the mail. Excuse me, had a hiccup. Uh and didn't open it until the new year. So yeah. happy holidays. You know, Valentine's Day is still coming up. And then there's gonna be Easter. It's still the holidays. Yeah, actually Rex did reach out and say that he was sending us some something. So I saw this and look CD at this my, nice my letter heart. that he hand wrote to us. It's to, it was to wrap this. I up. know, I know. <laughs> yeah, send us whatever Ugh. you want, uh, as long as it's safe and doesn't harm us. This is my only request. This episode's also brought to you by Big Ear Pedals. That's right, Steve. If we're always whenever we use the slice of pie, do, should or is this episode also brought to you by the Tone Mob? No, it's, okay. It, we're not sponsored by competing. Media outlet, Steve. Are you re- no? Of course, we'll shout out our friend Blake over at the tone. Yeah, mob. this was a collabo between Bigger Pedals and the Tone Mob. It's called a slice of pie. It's a triangle. They made and sold a bunch of these recently. Go check out their socials and their website to see if they have any more left. If you want to buy one, uh, go check out all the demos for this. I have. If you go check. Look for my demo. I have a link to a bunch of other demos in the description. So if you want to oh, see like uh, it played with a bass guitar, Patrick Hunter has his demo. Oh, cool. If you want to see it played with a harp, there's that video as well in the description of my video. So click on that video to find all that those videos links. in the description of your video. Yes, it is. Oh, it's a convenient place to find the link for that particular video and Patrick Hunter's video, of course. And it means that you're clicking on my video as well, which means I'm getting the click first. So, you know, so take that. No, no big deal. No big deal. Yeah. You can go check out their videos and see if they have links to my video, but you know, it's fine. If you go and you click on the link to this video, you, you could watch one of the final instances of Ryan saying, Oh, this is Ryan. You're watching 60 cycle. Home. <laughs> yeah. Cause the world is really lacking 2000 videos where I say the same dumb thing at the beginning. I just, I just did my first video without that intro and it felt liberating. Are you going to do like, a, I mean, I guess, is that the one that came out today? Yeah. I should see what you did at the, go see what it's you did at the beginning. Man. Wednesday last week, guys. Right. 
It's, it's short, it's sweet, it gets it done. It cost me a little bit extra editing time, but man, it was way less time sitting here recording me saying the same dumb thing over and over and over and over and over again. It's, 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 it's legitimately funny to me, um, the people who... Commented what? on my clickbait video? No, no, no. <laughs> Just the people that commented and were like, you've been saying this for so long, why is it so hard? And it's like... S's are S's are a hard sound. I I've thought about like this. That's one. a known thing too. It's not You're, just that it's hard. It's that I was making it a requirement for me to say something before starting the video. Right. So it's like I would get through that intro and be like, ah, oh, I finally got it. I got a good take. But that good take doesn't mean that I'm done doing the intro. I now have to get a good take of talking, uh, doing the intro into the product that I'm about to film. Mm -hmm. So, And if I screw that up, now I'm having to rewind again back to the intro that takes me 10 takes to get right. And so it was like this double intro sort of thing that was just fouling me up every time. Now I only have to get one intro right, talking about the product. Right. Instead of having this multiplier that was just... It was, a, it, was, it was never an idea. It was just something I did and just kept doing it. Mm-hmm. I should have had the idea to stop doing it a long time ago. My well, wife was begging me to stop doing it. And I wouldn't listen to her. I should have listened to her so long ago. I'm sorry, I, honey. I think the funny thing about it is when people say like, well, you've been saying it for so long. It's a really simple. They're like, look, I typed it out. It took me three seconds. How, right. how hard is it to read it? And it's the talking part of it. Now, the intro that we do for the show is a little more complicated but I think like the first couple episodes we did it, I pretty much nailed it out of the gate. And then you fudged it and up. Then for it just started nine getting years. like worse and worse and worse. <laughs> Sometimes because I was like trying to say it faster. But now I feel like I'm at a point where if I don't say it fast, I screw it up worse. It's just well, here's it's an a exercise. Thing about talking. Here's an exercise. Say your name twenty times in a row. I guarantee you, right around the eighth or ninth time, they won't feel like words anymore. It'll feel like weird guttural sounds, right? Like well, caveman sounds that you're making. It doesn't. The, the words don't have meaning anymore, and that's when you start really fudging up, and things just start falling apart. You also, know? you are correct. Sixty cycle is yeah. a pretty it's like brutal. That's a lot of s sounds in a row. And I think if you go back and listen to a lot of because I say it so fast, you can't say it without sounding drunk. I think a thing. lot of the time I say sisty cycle. Yeah, I think most of the time I say sisty cycle. Or at least that's what it sounds like. I don't enunciate that X very clearly. And I let a, I let a lot of ones through where it's like, man, I did not say it. I said sissy cycle hum or something like that. Anyway. Yeah. Let's move on to doing the last ad. This was sent by Paul Weller. Oh, my goodness. About this listing, turquoise, blue, furry drums this time. When will we learn? We left Max alone at the shop again. This is what we found when we came back. This is a full-size shellback. Shell pack. See, I can't even read. <laughs> 14 by 22 inch base, 16 by 16 floor tom, and a 10 by 12 rack tom that has been wrapped with turquoise blue faux fur. The shells are from an older TKO kit. Uh, please see the pictures for the overall condition. All the mounting hardware and lugs are from the same kit. All three drums still have their air vents. Hardware is in good condition all over, but there are a few sides. It basically lifts off bunch of stuff. Heads, Evans G2, Evans EC2, so good stuff. Now, this was posted on the Facebook group, mm-hmm. and there was a comment along the lines of paint the symbols like chocolate chip cookies. Oh, my gosh, yes. And it's like, 
beautiful, brilliant idea. But you know what the biggest problem with this is? What? If you're in a band with a drummer that has this, you have to become a Muppet themed band. Like you, <laughs> you can't, you can't just have this. You can't just have this. Everyone's got to have a. Everyone's got to have a thing. Like you become a puppet band. You have to. And it's not like it sounds like a problem, but you want to. You see this and you automatically want that in your life. Like I'm looking at this like I don't know who's going to buy this, but the moment they buy it, I want to be in a band with them. I don't care. I want to put googly eyes on every instrument, you know? I I, I kind of want It's beautiful and perfect. Um they don't have it in here. The resonant head is not ported. I've read some stuff recently that like porting is kind of not necessary. I don't, I don't know. I don't know enough about drums to know if that's like a real take or not. Well, remember Adam, he had that big slinger line yeah. and he didn't have a hole in it. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, so it's, I, I know it's very, de- depends on what kind of sound you're trying to go for. Sure. I kind of want to port this just to make it look like it has a mouth. Right. But you have to really do it right. You can't do like a circle port because then it's getting like re- way too close into like, um, into like gimp. Cause then it's like gimp mouth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, but I think you any could other do like a really unique. I've seen bands port. do hand cut shapes that yeah. are not circles. They always kind of fall apart. Like there was mm. one, I saw a band that, that did a star and just flops everywhere. I think I even saw a heart one time and like it just flops and tears and stuff like that. The circle works because of the tension of the I was thinking head. if you're trying to do an, a mouth, you, maybe an oval would I work. I think you might be able to get away with an oval. Yeah. And if you painted like lips around it or something like that, you might be able to get away with it. Because then it's more like. Yeah. Which is very. Kind I don't of, know if I can make an oval with that's my kind mouth. Of, that's kind of Muppety. Or just draw it on there. Like, you know what? Forget the draw it on forget there. The, forget the port thing. It's got these eyes on there. Get make a mouth out of the same material and just stick it on there. Right. Done. And Simple. If, if it's if you are trying to do Cookie Monster, then his mouth is just a black half circle. Oh yeah. Even even easier. Yeah. Boom. Bada bing, boom. bada boom. Boom. You're done. I mean, it's not necessarily Cookie Monster. It could just be a blue puppety drum kit technically this color i think is depending on your era of cookie monster this might be a little light blue well did you did you watch it on crt or did you watch it on flat screen i've watched it on both did you watch it on pbs or hbo that's my question i've never watched it on hbo i don't have hbo either have i i was a pbs crt boy through and through when they were actually on the street and when it meant something for sesame street to be in downtown New York, in Manhattan, you know, right. it meant it was gritty and there were needy people around who needed puppets to brighten their life. Where's Sesame Street now? I'm sure it's still in New York, but it's all just Sesame Street is gentrified now, man. Sesame okay. Street is all like, like head fun babies and stuff. <laughs> all right. Going back <laughs> to your previous idea. Yeah. Uh, if you're doing a Sesame Street themed band. Who are the members of the rest of your, like what theme mm. do you need for the rest of your band? What and is your, like what is your color scheme? Are, here? Here's here's my question. Are the members puppets? Mm. Are they characters or are the instruments 
puppets and characters. I think if it's instruments, it makes it a lot easier because then you just have to put like colored fur on an instrument okay. and slap on some eyes. There's a lot of classic Sesame Street songs. Sesame Street cover band. Okay. The instruments are puppet looking. Mm-hmm. The musicians you ready for this look like human beings that that would interact like like they look like kid show hosts so you like i don't you could have like you could have like your blues clues guy sweater you could have like your mr rogers outfit guy Mm -hmm. you could have like you could have like maria from sesame street or if i messed up her name i'm sorry i'm pretty sure there was a maria you know like they're like you dress up you know, like you know, like how I'm dressed right now, with car, yeah. cardigans and khakis and slip-ons and stuff like that. You know, nice-looking people playing puppet-looking instruments. Here's my thoughts. Um, and then you cover one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Do, 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 do. Yeah, there's a lot uh, of classic you, songs. You got to cover. the blue furry drums. Uh, I think your bass. You got that long neck. It's a big instrument. You're th- slapping yellow feathers on that bad boy. Pair of eyes on the headstock. You got yourself a big bird bass. Dude, did you say stand-up? Stand-up would even be Because in my head, actually. you just described a big yellow feathered stand-up bass. A stand-up with, bass would be an improvement with, over my idea. With googly eyes and the little the little leg on it. I don't know what that's officially called. You paint that orange and put a foot at the bottom. Oh, man. That's way better than my idea. I love that. I love that for this band. Uh, and then the guitar's got to be like, like Elmo Red. I think if you want to make it real, if you because then you've got blue, yellow, no, red. You got the primaries. If you want to go easy on yourself, you ready for this? I'm ready for this. You ready for this? I'm ready for this? Get a keyboardist who owns a Nord. And it's already red. It's already, but you red. need it to be fuzzy. You can like, but I'm saying like you already got the base coat down, so it's already there. And you can like add some fuzz to it. Add okay. Some okay. Googlies. <laughs> any key, any keyboard needs to be hidden behind the brick wall that Bert and Ernie live behind. <laughs> <laughs> and then the keyboard just has to dress like Bert or Ernie. Uh, maybe the keyboard needs to be uh, like one of those silver Yamaha. Jo- I don't know why it's got to be color. a keyboardist in a trash can. Oh my gosh. A keyboardist. Could could wear like one of those black all body suits and then have puppets on their body and each puppet gets an arm. <laughs> That's the um, yeah, I, I'd all for uh, Oscar the Grouch being the vocalist, and he comes out of the trash can and he's got a like a dirty beat up S and fifty eight. And he's just like hardcore vocals, you know. I think he's got a rusty Elvis mic, man. Rusty Elvis mic. Rusty Elvis mic. <laughs> Big old dent in it, you know. I love this. I love this. I'm telling you, you know someone who has this drum kit, it's just going to happen. Where right. is this located? It doesn't. Oh, Kingsport, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, it's, it's on Reverb, right? I actually had to double check this because at first I was like, is this a. Did Klops make this? <laughs> no, this is an actual functional instrument, Steve. <laughs> I've uh, never gotten to try any Klopp stuff. I've you, We're all curious, but no one's actually gotten to try any of it. Was he not at Summer Nam? I haven't seen him in went? years. Yeah, and maybe he's hiding in places where I haven't seen him, but I haven't seen him in a long time. Uh, I think I've only seen him like twice in our years of going to Nam. Um, so anyways, 
Is this the part of the show where we fight it out and decide who's going to win, Steve? I think it is. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna whisper my choice into my hands and I'll hold it onto it, what and the then I'll reveal it when you're ready to reveal yours. I'm ready already. What are you doing? Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, on the How count of three. Okay. One, two, three. Drum kit. Yeah, drum kit. Drum, drum kit kit's wins. obvious. Drum kit wins. The fact there were so many yes ands on that ad. Paul Weller, congratulations. You are the first winner of our $20 gift certificate giveaway award prize, whatever you want to call it. We need a name for this. We'll come up with something. We'll come up with something. We need a fun, cool name that's along. Remember when we had wheel of pedals? I want the same energy. Wheel of pedals. Turn, turn, turn. Like add, like you, like we need to have like a, we need to have like an official place where we post the winners. Like here is the hall of winners, hall of, <laughs> hall of crowdsourcing ads. The, the, at the adventurers club. Oh my gosh. Is that too good? That works. I think that works. The adventurers club. I don't, I don't club? know where we're going to put it. I mean, we could just put these photos Oh, the man. Hall of Adventurers. No, something like that. I like the Adventurers Club. Right. I'm going to write that down. Um, and then we, we, you know what? We just need a spreadsheet. You, Steve, I just want you to run a spreadsheet and we can, you can tally. Because people, some people are going to win multiple times. I know how this is going to go. So you can tally how many people are going to win. And then if people at the end of the, at the end of a year, we can be like, here's the big winner this year. And we'll have like an extra prize for them or something like that. Or just be bragging rights. Like okay. If, if someone's can, like, someone won like four times, it's like they deserve recognition. Like a we plaque can, or can, a trophy or something. We'll figure that. We'll figure out those details. We only have 51 weeks to do it. <laughs> if you guys have um, an idea that's better than uh, the adventure thing, Adventurers Club, Adventurers, whatever no, I said. No, I've got it. I've got an idea for this. I just got a. Uh, okay. Okay. We'll all have it hashed out two weeks from now. <laughs> all right, tell us about the song and get us out of uh, here. Yeah, the song was sent by Philip Laclede. It's called Sweet Thing. It's on YouTube. He's going to be surprised when he wins. kidding everyone we've played that one before pick a different one steve why is it did he send it in twice maybe all right this is from rachel hoots she says i used to listen to 60 Oklahoma to help me sleep but i listened to it so much that i got really into it and it backfired Uh oh so thank you for being so entertaining anyway here's a song i wrote called techno babble that is now downloading
That was cool. That was the end. I liked it. I like that. Uh, I like that fuzzy synthy tone. Yeah, that was going on there. Like, is it even a guitar? Is it a synth? I don't know. It's somewhere in between. I love it. All right, bye everyone. Stay grounded.